Friends, this is Joe Franks. It's Thursday, September 22nd. This is Unfathomable Grace. I'm excited to share with you just a foretaste of what I've already studied for this coming Sunday. Normally, I try not to steal my own thunder, but I got so excited about this text that I, I just want to share it today. This is from 1 John chapter 2, and it's only two verses. First two verses, verses 1 and 2. Here we go. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. He starts off by saying, my little children. This is the last living apostle, the senior statesman. He has unquestioned seniority. And he's been writing so far from a we perspective, he and a group of other people. But now he gets personal. He gets tender. And he uses this title, Little Children, that he is going to be using several more times throughout the letter. Where did he get this from? He heard Jesus call his own 12, my little children, twice at least. Uh, when Jesus addressed his apostles at the Last Supper, he said, little children. And then again, following his resurrection, little children. John pulls out that phrase. What he's getting ready to write is serious and sweet and tender. This is a grandfather talking to his congregation. I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. This is the fourth purpose clause that he's written. He's writing that they may have fellowship with uh, the body of Christ. He's writing this letter that they may have fellowship with the Father and Son. That's all in the first chapter. He's writing that their joy may be full, again, the first chapter. But here he's writing, why is he writing this letter? That his readers may not sin. Christians are those who are, are cleansed. We see that in the first chapter. They're those who enjoy fellowship with God. Christians are those who walk in the light, and they absolutely love that statement from Jesus where he says, go and sin no more. Now, they do not deny their ongoing struggle. Sin is a powerful enemy, and the war is great, and Christians know they are not sinless, but they are those who pant to sin less. I love that phrase. Can I say that again? Christians know they are not sinless. But they pant and work to sin less. Christians are now those who sin more than they want to, not as much as they want to. Sin is not their friend. It's an unwelcome enemy. And John is making it very clear. This is a mark of being a convert that we do not want to walk in sin. John then goes, but if anyone does sin, he knows his little children will sin. As a matter of fact, he knows he will sin. For look how he continues on. We have an advocate with a father. He's been talking about you. He's been talking about anyone, but now he uses the inclusive we. He includes himself in the category of sinning. He sees his weakness, his need. And what does he know? He, know that, he knows that all men have a God, a judge who is holy and just, the author of his law, 
one who is wrathful and one who says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. But he knows that some people not only have a God who is the judge, but have a father. They have someone who has pity upon them, compassion, love, mercy, and grace. And they know that God the Father so loved the world that he sent his only son. And he knows that sending Christians like himself have an advocate. His name is Jesus. His office is Christ. His character is righteous. He's the parakletos. He's the advocate, the comforter, the counselor, the encourager, or the helper. He's the one who's up in heaven, and his work is not done in this regard. I know he said it is finished, and that was speaking of his sacrificial work, but here his work is continuous as an advocate. We have in the present tense, right now, we have a Jesus Christ who is before the Father. And the Father looks at his Son, and yes, the Father remembers his finished work on earth, both in his life and his death. But the Father every day hears the voice of his beloved Son. And then the Father and the Son look at the accuser. And in Revelation 12 language, they boot him out of the courtroom. They boot him out of the council room. He has nothing else to say. The Father has been satisfied by the Son. The Son is satisfying to the Father. We are now okay with God because sinning Christians have an advocate with the Father who has the heart of the Father, who shares the heart of the Father and gives the same decree as the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous, has made us righteous. So we who sin have an advocate, and we who sin have an advocate who is the propitiation for our sins. Now, it could say he was, but it doesn't. He is. He continues to be the propitiation for our sins. And what does that word mean? It's basically the one who satisfies, turns away wrath, and reconciles. This is what's going on right now, little children. Do you see why this is such good news? No, we don't want to sin anymore, but when we find ourselves sinning, that's when the Father and the Son go to work. The Father bends his ear to the Son, and the Son starts being our advocate, propitiating for us. And this is not just for the Jews. This is for the sins of anyone who wants such a gift in the whole wide world. All those that Jesus atoned for, all those that Jesus propitiates for, have all their sins in the plural covered forever and ever. This is our stead. This is our situation. How great this is. This is a gift we don't deserve is nothing we can earn but man we'll take it today so when we go and confess our sins this is what is happening we're agreeing with the father and the son that our sins are bad but we're agreeing with the father and the son that our sins are covered and we're rejoicing as we feel the warm embrace of the holy spirit reminding us assuring us that our sins are covered oh friends sin is serious But so, too, is the serious affection of the Father and the Son, the ongoing, perpetual, non-stopping perfection. I wonder if our Father is satisfied 
with the work of Christ. Ought not we be as well? Should we walk around in shame and guilt today, or should we say, it's all finished, our Father's satisfied? And if our Father is satisfied, should not, should not also we look at our brothers and sisters and not judge them any longer and not keep a record of their wrongs and not throw their sins in their face anymore, but be satisfied as well? Oh, friends, we ought not sin. But we will. And even when we do, we have an advocate and a propitiation. His name is Jesus. He is the Christ. He is righteous. And he's working on our behalf. Enjoy that good news for the rest of the day. See you on Sunday. <music>